good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Wrap, brought to you by Crowcast, of course. It's the Round 22 edition of the Wrap, and uh, apologies for starting a little bit late. Just as I went to start, my internet decided to drop out. So let's everyone just keep our fingers crossed that that's the only time that it's going to do that this evening. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be a long night uh, for sure, but uh, hopefully not. And joining me, as always, is Macca. How are you going, Macca? How are you going, Macca? How are you going, Macca? there um yeah no i'm going well um, um anybody who can actually uh, in youtube you can see uh, my background I'm, I'm i've been sent by feed up to cooper Petey looking around for somebody who can kick straight and who might kick a goal for us so uh till, yeah i'll get back here there one day it's <laughs> all right Mac, i'm actually having trouble bringing you up right now just bear with me a second and i'll hello where are you feed Where are you, mate? There you are. We've lost feed again. We've lost you, mate. Have you? Haven't lost me. Maybe you've lost me. Mate, you're not in Discord, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) One moment, please. I'll just join, shall I? Where the fuck am I? Uh, there we are. How's that? <laughs> well, that works better when you come in here, Fee. <laughs> well, I dropped my internet dropped out, so obviously uh, everything went along with it. <laughs> but I think we're going all right now. So apologies for that little uh, stuttery start, but uh, hopefully everyone's got us. Uh, if anyone's uh, having trouble uh, seeing us on YouTube or hearing us on Discord, just let us know in the live chat, and we'll uh, we'll try to do something about it. <laughs> How are you, mate? Uh, no, I'm good, really good. Um, yeah, disappointed with the footy last night. Um, another one that we just burnt. Um, played very, very well, except for one aspect of the game, as you know, and uh, yeah. we do it too often. We just do it too often. In fact, yeah, I went back and had a look at the uh, statistics and uh, against all the good sides, and with, against all the good sides, we've had more shots than them in every game that we've lost to them. And yeah, well, sometimes, well, by sometimes by a fair margin. So look, we look, and the other thing too, um, there was one. Well, look, we'll, no, I'll save that when we get going properly. Yeah, say that until we get going. Look, um, I forget the actual number, but we're uh, in terms of for and against against the top four teams home and away, we're miles in the positive. It's because uh, we've had generally good wins against them at home and uh, just uh, failed to get over the line away. So, uh, you know, I guess if you want to be glass half full, it all goes well for next year, mate, because uh, we're obviously around the mark and we just need to add some polish and, polish and composure and we need to be able to... Um, you know, get ourselves up when we're not pushed by a parochial home crowd. You know, we need to get that extra, um, you know, that extra impetus from within. Yeah, well, we're our, we are our own enemy, though. I mean, uh, seriously, we could have won all those games and it's just a matter of kicking straight for goal. And we've discussed this so many times. Um, yeah, it's been a common why, thing, hasn't it? I mean, why a player... 30 to 40 metres out, runs to the side to hook the ball for goal. 
when all he has to do is just run straight at the goal and kick through the ball. So um, I know that I promised that I was going to uh, show them up, but uh, I was in the brossa last night and I didn't get to bed until three. So uh, the last thing I Cost felt like doing. Hey, cost you a lot of money in the brothel? Not a brothel. I said the Barossa. Oh, I thought you said a brothel. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> you didn't sound like it, mate. <laughs> well, it might get knackered, wouldn't it? You want oh, your money worth. That's possibly the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. Not really. Somebody else heard it the same way. <laughs> he probably did. Oh no, there's none up in Yuri. I don't think. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, anyway. <laughs> oh jeez. No, I, I was I was getting bent over a pool table, Macca, but that was by my mate, and it wasn't in the way that you've in, inferred. So uh... each one did their own taste. <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> right. Well, uh, good evening to all my kids listening uh, tonight. That's <laughs> and colleagues and, you know, mates and everyone else. <laughs> uh, no, no. So anyway, the upshot of all that is the last thing I felt like doing today was kicking the ball through goals. But I'll tell you what, you know, as soon as Rory Laird got those that first shot in front of goal, I thought he's going to miss it, and sure enough he did. And then he got the second one, yeah. and I thought he's going to miss this one too, and sure enough he did. And it's a shame that we can't, bank on our senior players to take the opportunities when they're presented um, to ice the match. I mean, that that was an opportunity to win the match right there that Rory Laird had two of them. Twice. And the fact yep. that he wasn't able to... T- and I'm, I'm telling you right now, Macca, this is a carryover of the mentality that has, has been with this club with that group of players that came through back in 2014, 15, 16, 17, right? It is a reflection of their attitude that they can't take their opportunities. And I'm sorry to say, and I know that I'll get a lot of people offside by saying this, but the sooner they're out of our squad, the better. Because we've always said this, even back when Peter Jay was on the podcast, we used to say the same thing, you cannot trust them. Well, yeah, you know, you can't trust them. I mean, that's a given. That's been proven. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it does. It, it goes a little bit further though than just the oldies as well, because it, that does rub off onto the new guys as well. And well, and that's why I want that, them out. Yeah, well, time will t- time will take care of that, I suppose. But the thing is, it it doesn't excuse it, thing. I mean, we're actually by saying that we're excusing them and letting them off. Not, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not excusing them at all, Macca. I'm just saying that's what we've come to expect from this group. From that group of senior players, that's what we've come to ex- expect. I'm not excusing them at all. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, Rory Laird, somebody should, you know, they should just take him uh, at training and make him stand 40 metres out from goal, 30 metres out from goal, 
and kick a hundred bloody times of a shot for goal. Just telling while, just, while getting beat, while getting beaten by a baseball bat because that's what he deserves for missing those two shots. Yeah, a gentle, solid heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh come on, yeah. come on, honestly. I mean, if ever there was a game to win, we've been struggling away from home all season. Brisbane are undefeated at home. We need it to to keep control of our chances of making finals. He gets two shots, forty meters out, straight in front, and he can't even make one of them. Yeah, I mean, just, no, it's, it is disgraceful. I mean, it is disgraceful because. Uh, there were several things like that. Um, in the first quarter, we, I mean, we just we were rampant in the first quarter. We were rampant. And then Saligo drops the easiest of bloody marks and, and, and goes right down the other end and they get a goal. Two-goal turnaround. Stops the momentum. Yeah. The only difference between that and the last quarter is that Leeds had 10 seasons of experience or 15 seasons of experience and Saligo hasn't. I will grant that. No, and I'm not. Mean. I'm not excusing Jake for dropping that because he shouldn't. But that doesn't. That, I mean, yes, it was a two goal turnaround. There were a couple of others where we, where we had. Um, I think the one that Tex missed was also ended up being a two goal turnaround, or one of them. Yeah, I was going to quote that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I mean, we'll talk about it a bit more as we go th- go uh, further in, but. Um, I mean, for Laird, I think Laird's kicked like three goals, nine or something that like that for the season. Um, yeah. You know, Jordan Dawson's kicked six goals, thirteen. He hasn't. Dawson, the one thing that I've noticed over the last month or so, he hasn't hit the scoreboard marker at all, and that's something that we were hoping to get from him is to um, hit the scoreboard a, a little bit more. Um, but he he's still figuring it out, and I don't think it helps Dawson that he's really the only outside player in that rotation. Well, interesting. I also noticed he worked a lot more in the back lines too. Um, you know, even though he was playing on ball, he was, I did notice he dropped back quite a bit to help out because of our uh, young and experienced back line. And so um, that sort of... But that's, but that's not the total excuse because he hasn't been doing it in other matches either. And in fact, I think it was last week or the week before he kicked three points or something like that. Yeah, and you know we have the most productive forward line in the competition, um, and yet um, you could argue that in many games we haven't actually taken our chances. For all our statistical dominance in that part of the ground, there's been countless games where we have lost through inaccuracy or not taking our chances, and um, you know it. <laughs> It's an issue, and it's something that they need to address. Otherwise, it's going to become a bit of a virus. Well, I think it already has become a bit of a virus in the club. But I don't know. I I just think, you know, all that hard work to get into that position against Brisbane, uh, and you expect some things to go with you and against you playing away from home. But when the opportunity's there to win the game and you've got a senior player with the ball in hands, you want to be... like. Let me ask you a question. If that was Scott Pendlebury, do you think he would have missed it? No, he would have kicked it both times. That's right. That's right. And that's the difference. And this is what we used to see in the Crows of the, uh, you know, the 2017-2016 variety and 2018 variety is in those big moments they uh, had a, a mental weakness, they didn't take their opportunities, they didn't seize their opportunities 
and I don't want that to be part of this new Crows um, era uh, because it's bloody heartbreaking for the supporters. I can only imagine how heartbreaking it is for the players. Yeah, and Nixie too, because, I mean, uh, makes Nicks look a lesser coach when they've got a certain number of wins when there's probably another three or four that could have been added on there. Oh, well, there's a, I mean, there's at least... There's at least three wins on the table, um, Mac, that we've left there. Possibly more, um, but at least three um, that you could say that bad kicking kept other teams in the game. Yeah, no, there's, there's at least three at cost us. There's no doubt about that. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe another one or two. We'd, we'd certainly be playing finals if we'd actually just taken our chances, which is all we had to do. Yeah. Now, I was watching the game on the big screen at the pub. Um, but from where me and Brownie sit, sat, uh, the umpiring was atrocious. How did you see it? I just thought there was a every so often there'd be a mystery free to Brisbane. But I just couldn't see it, mm-hmm. and yet I could. Uh, I mean, you see something as blatant as ne- uh, keys being kneed in the forehead when with blood spurting off of his head, and no free kick for that. I mean, so so. I think we missed some very obvious ones, and I thought they got some mystery ones. I feel like they got a... I think it might have been in the second quarter they got a couple handed to them um, by very, very soft umpiring decisions. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying that it's it was a be-all and end-all, but I found it infuriating. And, you know, I, I, wish that the ump- I wish that the AFL would take their game seriously enough as a professional sport rather than an entertainment medium to get this right because I mean we saw diagrams of when Cameron handballed from behind the line and all the rest of it and there was five umpires in the area <laughs> not one of them called it and then the AFL came out and ticked it off oh, what are you talking about <laughs> you know yeah. so uh, I, I, I honestly wish that the AFL would actually remember that what they're administering is a professional league and not just an entertainment medium yeah, the boys in the chat have listed several there, and uh, you know, they're, and they're, they're right about all of them. Um, you yeah, know, they're not probably... fifteen kick from Keys to Dawson. That was a shocker, and not only was it a shocker, but it was the way the umpire called it, Mac. So, like, if I'm an umpire and I see a bloke go to kick it to another bloke who's not fifteen away, I'm I'm already calling not fifteen, right? Because yep. because I can see that. But he waited until the ball was literally in Dawson's hand, and then called not fifteen. Like, what's, what's Dawson got to do at that point? You know, he's got nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there was, look, there was uh, Carly pushing one in the back for, for a mark. Uh, there's another yeah. one where... Deliberate um, rushed. Uh, yeah, look, I could go on. There was just... Yeah. You don't need many things to turn a game. That's the no, whole yeah. point. That's right. Not when you anyway. lose by a goal. No, well, I mean, they become decisive, and you know, a couple of them, like the Dawson one, was a was a goal on the, on the rebound. So, um, to them, so you know, it's costly. But that being said, uh, we the game was there to be won, and we didn't win it yet again. And I hope, and it didn't sound that way from Nix's presser, but I hope that internally they're seething about it because they're going to have to um, find out a way to steal themselves for these away wins. Um, and make it a focus because until they make it a focus, uh, this is going to be a monkey on their back. Yeah, and but it still comes back basically with all the things we've said. 
is we, we still beat ourselves all the time, Fane. We're actually the, the, the villains that beat ourselves by not kicking the goals. Yes, we are. And, look, I'll go as far as to say that often, often, Macca, it's our senior players. Like, Rory Sloan had an absolute shocker, I thought. Um, stinker. Yeah, absolute stinker. Um, Darcy Fogarty was nowhere. Uh, really Long. disappointing game. Um, Invisible. You know, Bro- Brody Smith, you know, another Ordinary. nothing game. You know, these are our senior players. Even, I mean, you know, Texas had a fantastic year, so I'll, I'll leave him out. But, you know, we've got these guys running through. Like, Roy Laird had 33 disposals. They were 33 of the most ineffective disposals I've ever seen. And Matt Crouch had 30. No, Laird had 34. Um, Crouch has 33. How many kicks did he have in 33 touches? Not many, but I must admit that I thought that a lot of his handball work was good. Eight kicks. Yeah, I guess it all depends what the handballs were. I, I actually rated Crouch's game as good. Look, I don't disagree with you, Macca, but the problem is that what it does is highlights that Matt Crouch can't get separation. And that's the biggest problem. He can't get well, separation to get on his bike. Quite a few of those were at centre bounce uh, handballing to somebody running past, which I thought was good. I would say quite a few is a severe exaggeration. Because we didn't get that many bloody clearances. In fact, we got fuck all in the third quarter, which is where we really lost the game. We lost the game in the third quarter. Yes, all, I, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is that as a midfielder, Matty Crouch is great. He gets the ball, all the rest of it. But he, like, metres gained, I think I had a look earlier, was like 180 metres. Um, you know, he's only kicked the ball eight times. And, you know, out of, out of bloody... So he's had 25 handballs. Had 25 yeah, no, look, handballs. He, I do agree he could kick that um, up, and But when you talk about metres gained, you've also got to add to that. If, he's, if he does give it to somebody running straight past, that does help gain uh, extra metres. But, but I think you're making it up. I, th- I think you're, you're, you're seeing what you want to see because he may have dished off a few. Let's call it five, Mac. That means that he still had 20 ineffective get-out-of-jail handballs. That's possible. And that, yeah, that, I, I, I don't know what the ratio is, Fiend, but they, yeah, I agree that's possible. But I think he, he is actually our best extract, extractor in the middle. Yeah, but the problem is... That, I don't want to get in another fight about Crouch because everyone knows what our respective positions are. But oh, um, polar opposite. I, yeah, I, I just, I, I just don't. Th- the biggest problem with Matt is, in my opinion, is he doesn't have the leg speed to get separation in order to use his his foot, right? And that's why he handballs a lot. He's a distributor. I get that, but I think it's either a mentality that that has gotten into his game. When he had the groins, um, when he, you know, obviously had a physical uh, reason for not having the the, the uh, leg speed, but he looks to be moving fairly freely now. And fa- in fact, I think it what was it might have been the second goal that we kicked. He, he scouted the back of the centre bounce beautifully, um, and instead of dishing because there wasn't anyone there to dish to, he actually managed to get around the back of the congestion and um, and put the ball forward to exa- advantage. And 
that was great. That was a fantastic, effective, dangerous clearance, right? That was fantastic. The problem is that's not what we get from him. Oh, he, he, okay, let's move off of him. Um, I do want to talk to you about Sloan, though, and it's, it's, the reason I talk, want to talk about Sloan is this week is probably going to be the week that uh, there is a decision whether uh, Sloan gets a contract or not because this will, if he's going to retire, this would be the appropriate game for him to retire at. I will yep. announce his retirement. Yep. Now, if we, uh, I have this horrible, horrible feeling that they are so blind that they're going to give him a bloody contract. Now, I what, I saw, what I saw on the weekend, he was absolutely a liability. I mean, the, man, the guy tries his heart out. He knows no other. But he's gone. He's history. Yep. Yeah, I was having this conversation today with, with uh, my mate and saying, you know, uh, he's still good overhead, he's still good at the little chippy-chippy kicks, but he makes poor decisions under pressure and he lacks any sort of leg speeds whatsoever. He's got no lateral movement and uh, I hope I hope that he is humble enough, particularly with some of the other retirements that have occurred in the last you know week or two, Cunnington and Cochin and those warriors, right, to be able to think, uh, with a lack of selfishness, he, he is at his age. He's got to understand that he is he is not going to get any better, right? He he is not going to get any better. The ACL certainly didn't help him, but he was already starting to slide. And uh, he, I know he said before that he will never retire. That they'll have to walk him out. But if he's the man he says he is. And if he loves the club the way he says he does, he needs to hang up his boots. And if he hangs up his boots, it'll be the end to a fantastic career that will end on a really good note, a, a, a really positive season where he's had some good cameos and had some good moments, Macca. Um, I don't want to see Rory Sloan spend his last season of AFL football playing sub roles and playing in the twos and or getting picked because he demands it and stinking it up. I don't want to see that. And this comes back to our match committee. Um, our match committee. They, they, the, and the, the, you know, the guys that, what do they call it? The uh, list management. Mm. That comes back to those guys. Now, if Sloan won't come forward and retire voluntar- voluntarily, which I thought you made a beautiful case why he should, and there's every reason why he should, and if they, and if he says no, and he says, and he stands by what he said, that they have to drag me out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll drag him out. Don't give him a contract. For, I mean, for God's sake. I mean, he is not the answer to any solution going forward. He's not the answer. So if he's not the answer, and he's thirty-four years of age next year, and he's getting, you know, he's getting slower than you and me to put together. Um, look, he's just not going to be of value. And he's only going to, firstly, uh, lessen the what we think of his career, and, he, and of him as an individual. And yeah, like you said, it'll be. And he, in, in the end, they, if they are honest, they'll, they'll have to drop him, and they'll have to play him in twos, or, or only give him bursts from the bench. I mean, it's just, it is just so obvious to anybody who can think that he has to retire. So I'll go once. I'll take this conversation one step further, Macca. 
next week we have to beat Sydney, right? For us to we make do. finals, we have to beat Sydney. It's our last home game of the year next week. And I would argue that on the back of that performance, Rory Sloan shouldn't be anywhere near our 22 and should not be the sub. As a I club, agree with that. As a club, do you have the balls to drop him when it's potentially his last home game? I would work slightly differently, Ben. I work on psychology in the sense that um, I would say that he announces his retirement and we want the boys to do it for Sloaney in his last game. And it makes Sloaney the sub, and he comes on uh, in the last quarter and a bit. But but we're do, doing it for Sloaney. And I, I just use that as a, as, a, as a lever, hopefully. Oh, 100%. 100%, that's what they should do. And they should give him a lap of... He should retire immediately, and they should give him a lap of honour. Right? Yep. But that's what they should do. Will the club have the balls to It'll do be it? better than Rory will if they've given that opportunity. All right, are we back? You're back. I think this is going to be uh, one of those nights because uh, that was my internet dropping out again for the second time. I don't know what I was doing. It's uh, dropping out and then coming back on. Um, I think we're back on YouTube. Um, oh, I kept, well, I kept going, mate. I kept going. So I just covered it for you. Oh, you're, you're a bloody professional. Oh, I, I was going to say you're a pro, but going to say you're a pro. But then we go back to the brothel conversation. I won't talk about that. I wouldn't get a quid if I was working at that. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I don't know, Mac. I, you know, I don't know what they what they're going to do. I know what they should do. I don't think they'll do what they should do. And you know, it, it, it if they if they don't. Okay. If they choose Roy Sloan next week, irrespective of whether he retires, if they choose him next week, then it really contradicts their whole modus operandi for the for this season, particularly the back half of the season where they've been putting youth development second and making finals first. Done it. it it's a complete well, contradiction. Well, it is interesting that they have had introduced a lot of youth but it's all been forced upon them by injury so uh, yeah, in a way right. that's right in a, in a way it's uh, while that may have impeded our opportunity perhaps to play uh in the finals this year i'm not that concerned about that because of the fact that i think that if we got into the finals we weren't going to go very far and uh, we might we might have even won one but that'd be it you yeah. know and yeah. uh, all we're doing is making a draft pick worse in the long run whereas in the situation where Let's say we don't get there, but at least we've had a situation with those injuries that's forced us to play three or four young guys who otherwise wouldn't have been playing. And now they've got that under their belt. They've got the taste of it under their belt. They'll really, really want it, and they'll actually work a lot harder, and they will improve a lot quicker. Yep, yep, agreed. So it's going to be very interesting just to round off that Sloan conversation. It's going to be very interesting. Um, A professional club would do, I think, what you and I both agree they should do. Um, Yes, are we a professional club, Mac? Well, look, I think it's going to be very telling. I think that I think that the decision the club makes with Rory Sloan will tell us supporters what our future of the club is. If, in other words, are we a club that's got any guts, any balls, who really thinks of, of what's best for the team and the club as a whole, or are they weak as piss and just hand out a contract because they didn't want to hurt Rory's feelings? I 100% agree with you. I, I really do. This is a bit of a watershed moment for the club, and it's, that sounds a bit overblown and a bit hyperbole, but 
I, I agree with you 100%. If this is a professional football club that is striving to regain its mantle as a powerful club in, in and people might say, oh, what's one game? The finals don't matter this year, blah, 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 blah. But I honestly agree with you. I think they should. They should. Uh, there's no iron team. There's no no one person is bigger than the club. Mac, all those cliches, right? Yeah. Uh, but they but they're true. They're true. So we will see whether Rory's got the agates and and the humility. I think it's humility on the part of Sloane. Sloane should be Sloane should be looking at his tape on Monday and going, "Gee whiz, that's me done." I think. In fairness to Rory, uh, as an individual, it's very hard for an individual to see it through the eyes of the other people. In other words, Rory would still think, I've still got it in me. Uh, you know, because he, otherwise he wouldn't say, I'll keep playing until they tell me not, no more. So I, I can't blame Rory for wanting to go on. That's just, I, don't I think, think that's true. I don't think that's true. Uh, Trent Cotchin could have said the same thing. Well, yes, uh, I, yeah, to Coxon, I thought it really got to a very bad stage. Um, but, in, you know, Rory, but if Rory is honest with himself, if he does look in the mirror and is honest with himself, he, he's looking at a guy who was a very good player and is no longer a very, very good player. He's now just a player and only just. That's right. And Alex says it exactly right in YouTube. I don't want to remember Rory like this. I want him to go out on a high. What's he... What's Rory Sloan got to gain by going another season? What apart from money, which he's not going to have any problem with anyway. Yeah, and the, and the club could get around that part of it by employing him, um, you know, in in player development. In, in fact, he'd be a very good player to have in player development because, uh, yeah, he's, he's the right type of person. Yep, because you bet your life that if if they end up giving Crouch a contract. And they end up giving Sloane another year. You, you've got a situation where there's there's some boys in the midfield that haven't had much of a run. Sam Berry comes to mind, and we've got a couple of others that are going to be coming through, Dowling and and Taylor and and those sorts. And they're going to be thinking, hang on, hang on a sec. This isn't what I was sold. I was sold that we were taking over the club. I was sold that we were the next generation. And here we are, two three years later, and these old pricks are still running around. Well, even Hayley could say, I could do better than that. 100%. 100%. And he's borderline, but I'd rather I'd rather keep Hayley on the list than Rory Sloan. Absolutely. Mm. 100%. Yeah. So, and Turfsoz is probably right. Sloan and Tex probably have this romantic notion of retiring on the, at the same time. Well, it doesn't always work like that in professional sport. And I think if Rory's got the humility, and I, I don't want to run Rory down because he's been an absolute warrior and a champion for our club. Uh, but if if he's got enough humility and enough self awareness and enough love of the club and his teammates, he will step down and say oh, that's that's me done. Thank you. One hundred percent agree, thing. That's it in a nutshell. All right. All right. Uh, now we've gone a fair way into the podcast before even looking at your fifteen minutes of fame, mate. So why don't we just sort of back right up? And, All right. Uh, well, because uh, because I don't like I don't like you missing out. Oh, you're such, you're such a kind sausage, Pete. So I care about you. Um, you know how I asked for uh, YouTube, uh, I asked for um, iTunes reviews last week. Yep. And I, and I said that all the all the reviews that we got bagged you. Yep. 
you said that. Oh, I got an absolute seething review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I, I, old Crow supporter. I can't remember his freaking name. But uh, uh, get stuffed, for starters. <laughs> Look, I, I I don't think that I'm going to please everybody all the time. I just try, I try to do my oh, best, and I, can't, you, and I can do no I can do no more. No, no, no. But look, you know, I don't care. That's fine. I'll take the feedback, and we'll take the feedback, and uh, we continue to do well. So it's fine. But we can always do better, Macca. We can always do better. And let's start by making this the slickest weekend results of all time, starting from now, Friday night. Collingwood Geelong yeah. was a bit of a good game. Um, Geelong were in it for a while, but couldn't get over the line. Collingwood by eight points, but another uh, another little injury. Yeah, interesting it was because the Cats jumped the pies early and they went to a three goal lead at uh, quarter time. But uh, and Cameron was firing; he got three goals, and I thought, hell, bloody Geelong, they're going to get up here. But no, look yeah. to the pies' credit. Darcy, I mean, Darcy Moore went off with a hammy and. Uh, and things weren't looking good, but they, they're a team with a lot of uh, backbone, a lot of courage and a lot of fight. And anyhow, they got level at half-time and they, and they gradually increased their lead. And enough to withstand uh, a last-ditch effort by Geelong. And, uh, you know, Dacos may have been out, but Dacos starred. That was Josh. He was absolutely yeah, well, starred. 38 I mean, disposals. I mean, you know, it's... Uh... Oh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to a Monday night edition, the Take Two edition of the Round Twenty Two <laughs> Round Twenty Two Weekend Wrap, brought to you by Crowcast, of course. Hopefully, brought to you by Crowcast tonight. Certainly not brought to you by iNet because they suck. <laughs> and thankfully, Mac is with us again tonight. How are you, mate? No, I'm pretty good. As I said to you off air, bit bit tired and a bit did a lot of gardening today, but uh, I enjoy it. I love working out there. It's good. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed. Everything's uh, been reset, and I've I've harassed Inet no end. And uh, yeah, they haven't offered me a sponsorship, Macca. Unfortunately, they should. Um, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, the the mice on the treadmill keep turning tonight. And uh, we get through the show. Uh, we'll probably only go for an hour tonight, I reckon. But look, I appreciate everyone who's joined us on Discord and YouTube for this Monday night. Um, and uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, and of course, if you're on Discord um, and you want to have something to say, feel free, stick your hand up and uh, we'll take your questions gladly, won't we, mate? We will, we will. All right, now, Andalou, sorry, mate. If if I don't give Maka his fifteen minutes of fame, then it just gets dirty, and we know what it's like when Maka starts getting a bit salty. So we'll we'll cut it to <laughs> we'll cut it, we'll cut it to five minutes because I think we went through the Geelong game, and we don't care about many of the others. So let's just whiz through them. You ready? Yeah, well, we did the first one, so we'll get on to Essendon. Essendon uh, beat North by nine points. Yeah. They, uh, once again, they just survived against a very ordinary side. No, they're only just travelling at the moment. Merritt was tagged yeah. out of the Suns, game to some degree. Suns, Suns went down to Sydney by 24 points. Uh, yes, they did. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> what else have we got to say? You want to very quickly. Um, Go on. Nah, Sydney, Gold Coast uh, win it for the first half, but then Sydney's midfield finally got on top and uh, then two yeah. Sydney, good nick, going to be hard next week. Uh, Carlton uh, just uh, muscling up against Melbourne, one by four points at the G. Horrible sight, actually, because they're looking like a good footy team. Um, yeah, their midfield was just too strong early, and uh, yeah, uh, they just keep on winning. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Frio smashing Eagles. I one thing I did, we did want to say, the Grundy experiment does not work for Melbourne. It just does no, not he work. Won't, he, Grundy won't be at Melbourne next year. I could almost put money on it, I reckon. Yeah. And very controversial finishing that game too. That ball, I don't think it was touched, but, you know. I've moved on. I've moved on. Dockers beat Eagles. Well, who wants to talk about that? <laughs> Nothing. Right. Uh, Hawthorne beating Western Bulldogs and making them still uh, a little bit vulnerable, although I think they'll be all right. Yeah, well, look, they've got virtually a no-name midfield to some degree with Newcomb, Newcomb and Day and Warbrook when you compare it to the other big names at other clubs. But by God, it's a bloody good midfield and uh, just at the back end. And look, they're a club with a future. You know, there's no doubt they're, they're going to be... Uh, they're going to be rising up at the same, at the same time as we are. So, yeah. I don't think Hawthorne's midfield are going to be no-names for that much longer, mate. I think it's uh, shaping up really well. It is, isn't it? What they need is some key pillars. Yep, agree. Uh, and then uh, St Kilda showing some good uh, end-of-season form, getting up over Richmond, who have pulled up stumps by 36 points. Yeah, I'm just too strong. Uh, Marshall was an outstanding ruckman. I mean, how would we be if we had a Marshall playing for us? I mean, the guy not only is a great ruckman, he just he's a, like having an extra midfielder on the on, on the ground. He's a great, great player. And uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, they play, they, were, they were far too good. And then Port doing us a favour, getting up comfortably over GWS. The game was. Over pretty much uh, halfway through the second quarter, I think. Uh, 51 points in the end. And, uh, yeah, Port uh, bouncing back after a rocky month or so. Yeah, Butters, Rosie, JHF, a few other players. Uh, that got, they'd absolutely dominated the midfield. And GWS, who pride themselves on the midfield, well, they, they just weren't in it. And But they didn't have any crummers up forward. The two good crummers out injured, but... Uh, no, I thought GWS was very ordinary. Port played very well, but I still don't think Port can win the flag. No, you've been saying that. Uh, interesting stat on first crack last night. Um, I think in the, what is it, the last 22 years or whatever, no team that has finished fourth has made the grand final, let alone won a flag. Uh, yeah, I think I, I did read that same stat myself. So I think you're quite right there, Blaine. Yeah, so uh, fourth is a bit of a a bit of a uh, a death knell. So uh, still plenty to play for those uh, second, third, and fourth spots. As we have a look at the ladder quickly, and Collingwood still two games clear. Brisbane, Port, and Melbourne still fighting it out for uh, a home final. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's in the box seat there. Melbourne are slipping, and I'm starting to worry about Melbourne against Sydney in the last round, um, which um, we'd like them to win uh, if they wouldn't mind. Um, well, that would 50. depend whether they play. 
That would depend. If they drop Grundy and then go back to where they, where yeah. they had the side with Gorn dominating, they'll win the game because then you yeah. haven't got Ratman to match him. But if they play uh, Grundy, well, it weakens them. Yeah, true. It just, they're just out of kilter. Um, so St Kilda on 48, Swans on 46. Uh, the Bulldogs in the eight on 44, but with a uh, crappy percentage. Essendon on 44, GWS also on 44. Geelong on 42, Adelaide still in with a sniff on 40. And then uh, the rest are gone. Richmond, Fremantle, Gold Coast, Hawthorne, North and West Coast. Um, so, yeah, the well, permutations, are, permutations are still, Macca, that uh, uh, if we beat Sydney next week given that we've got West Coast the last week. If we beat Sydney next week, we're a pretty good chance. Well, what I was going to say is that mathematically, to use an expression, we are still in it. But as you know, mathematically, when you say that, you miss most time. So, you know, we'll do... We should... Well, I hope we'll do our part. We, certainly if we beat Sydney, we've done our part because we'll beat West Coast. But we are, we are very, very reliant on other teams losing. Well, we're only relying on Melbourne beating Sydney. That's what we're relying on. I thought I thought they would. I worked it out. I thought there were two games that we're hinging on, but I could be wrong. Uh, I, the Geelong St Kilda game doesn't affect us. It actually only affects um, those two sides. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure we just need we need to beat Sydney and obviously West Coast and we need Melbourne to beat Sydney in the last game of the round uh, last game of the season. Well, if that's the case, then uh, mathematically we might be in with a big chance. Well, it's a little bit more than mathematics. That's that's genuine. I mean, it's so tight, um, you know, seventh through to twelfth, that uh, a team in twelfth is still in with a genuine shot. Um, I love the comment, right. comment in the chat there. Did someone say KFC? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. As I mentioned, thanks to everyone who's joined us on this off night. Um, and uh, we will get to any questions that uh, I put to us on Discord. So uh, for the 20-odd people that are in there, uh, don't be shy. If you want to have your say, get in amongst to get your virtual hand up and we'll get you on board but in the meantime Mac let's get to our game because that's what we were all waiting to do tomorrow night uh, last night sorry and uh, a bit of a heartbreaker again and again bad kicking uh, 28 scoring shots to 24 yet we go down by 6 points 15.999 to 13.15.93 Macca just another loss that should have been a win for Um And for the, the, the usual reason, missed shots for goal. That, and we're not talking about difficult shots for goal. We're talking about gimme shots for goal that under 14 guys would kick. I mean, just yes. they would. They would kick it. Under yes. 14 guys, you would expect to kick from there. So Laird's got to improve to get up to under 14 standard with his goal kicking. So that was bloody terrible. It was, ter- it was horrific, actually. Uh, you know, Walker, he just, and he shanked one. And then, uh, which hit the post. I mean, these type of things, if you work out, the, you know, what we, the, the things that we just should have got, I mean, we could have possibly won, not comfortably, but reasonably well. Um, we also did have that horrible pat, little patch in the third quarter too, where Charlie got well, right off. It was just, it wasn't a patch, it was, it was a whole quarter just about. 
Yeah, but Charlie Cameron had a, had a burst where he got the three in a very, very short time, and um, yeah, that was... They, they did it very well because they isolated him, and, which was pretty pretty clear on their part. Well, yeah, but that's only part of the story, Macca. Um, yes, he um, they isolated him up forward. They cleared their, their tools out. Hitwood and, and Danaher got up pretty high. Um, yep. But it was our inability of our midfielders to get hold of the agate in the third quarter that was telling. I think um, Brisbane had 11 of the first 12 centre clearances or some rubbish like that. They We just couldn't get our hands on the ball. And uh, when you have a look at some of the highlights um, and see how that ball was coming down, again, on first crack last night, they looked, they showed a down-the-ground um, view of those three goals that Charlie kicked in the third. And it was all on the back of, of uh, transition. And, and they um, they just didn't... Uh, uh, we we just didn't cover them on transition. They were able to get on the outside of us and uh, away they went. And yes, Charlie obviously is very difficult to beat, um, but uh, I don't think Max had a lot of opportunity given how easily the ball was getting in. And it took most of the quarter to uh, to redress that um, that situation through the midfield. And uh, Nick showed a lot of faith in Mike Lanny, um, probably out of necessity, because uh, we didn't have any other good matchup. Yeah, you know, you are right when you get smashed in the centre in, in that particular period. Um, I thought Sloan attended too many uh, centre bounces for the game. He attended about 11 or 12, something like that. Um, and, you know, I think he, I remember him clearing one. The other thing, too, we've got to remember, their, their Ruckman is a very, very good Ruckman, and he actually taps to his players, whereas Rob taps to anywhere so um it that's that is there are always reasons why you do get get towed up at the, and uh, it, it depends who you've got in there and it depends on how the ruckman's get hitting the ball and who they've got in there so but yeah we we actually got we did absolutely get smashed in that third quarter i agree with you yeah mac uh i think you're being a little bit um a little bit generous to Riley O'Brien. Uh, you know, the big O's not a bad ruck, but he's not a world beater. Um, well, he's and, a damn uh, sight better than Rob. <laughs> yeah, well, who we had? We had Rory Laird attended nine centre bounces in the third quarter. How many did Geordie attend? Geordie attended... Um, sorry, just bear with me a second... Geordie attended uh, also nine. Um, where's Matty Crouch? How many did he attend? He attended nine also. And how many did Sloan attend? He attended six. Now, the telling one is Schoenberg, who was the younger bloke that was in our midfield rotations. How many did he attend in the third quarter? Two. So there you have it right there, Macca, in a nutshell. In an absolute nutshell, there you have it. Yeah, but our old timers got crashed. And I just... You know, I just don't understand... How this can continue to happen when we're in it, when we're in a re- rebuild, um, you know we've got young kids champing at the bit. 
to play midfield, and uh, they just they just don't get a look in, mate. No, and I, the funny thing too, I thought Schomburg was playing pretty well for, uh, yesterday. Very well. Was it yesterday? No, two days ago. <laughs> two days ago now. But no, I thought there was going to be better games. And actually, I, I've been pretty down and been pretty critical of him during the year so far. But I thought that was probably the best he's looked so far this year. He really looked like he was interested in in really getting uh, into the game and. And I thought his dashing off with the ball sometimes was very, very good indeed. Showed a real, real turn of pace at times. So I thought early in the piece he was going to be the answer to us. Then later on, as uh, last year in particular, I thought well, he's not going to make it. And, uh, no, yeah, you jumped credit, off pretty quick. I got to say, I did. I did jump off. I did. Yeah. But yeah. I like what I saw last week. If he can do that every week, he's in my team. Yeah, well, he's a kid, mate, and you got to put up with these peaks and troughs, and that's what this club doesn't do. And we saw we've we're seeing it right now at the pointy end of the season. We're running Rory Laird, Matty Crouch, Rory Sloan, predominantly through the midfield, and it's just not dynamic enough. It's just not dynamic enough, Macca, and I'll contend that Matt Crouch and Rory Laird, since Matt Crouch has come back into the side and he's, and he's, played, like, he's got a lot of statistics and, and played pretty well, but the effectiveness of Rory Laird has dropped off because you've got two players playing the same role. You've got Matt Crouch coming in and basically playing the role that Laird has been playing for most of the season and most for the past two seasons. And, uh, you know, unsurprisingly, Led's still getting the ball, but he's not getting him in the same positions, and uh, his his effectiveness has just been diminished. It's the wrong well, balance, is, mate. Yeah. I agree with you that Led, Led is, uh, does suffer from it. Uh, he still performs around the ground, um, and we're going by the number of possessions that he gets. But, um, yeah. The th- he doesn't the- perform around the ground. You don't like. You can't just look at raw numbers. You've actually got to look at what's happening. And Led had less than what do you have? Bloody, he had twenty odd handballs, didn't he? Fifteen handballs or something. Well, I don't know what he said. I haven't got him. His stats. Hang on. Uh, well, well, we'll go through his stats in a minute. But he had a lot. Of he had he, had he had fourteen kicks and twenty handballs yeah. and eight tackles. Yeah, that's a pretty good game. It's, well, it is if those balls are being used, but he only—I think we only got two hundred and something meters gained out of him. When you, when I don't, know, yeah, two, I don't know that. When you've got two midfielders that are getting you in total four hundred meters for the game, that's not good enough. You can have one maybe, but not two. But no, fair enough. Um, and look, and he did cost us the game, no doubt about that. With that, those missing those goals, yeah, that, that was horrible. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about we spoke about that last night. But you're right, he like. Professional standards just dropped off. Now, last week, uh, you said that Josh Rochelle should have been dropped. Um, yes. As it turned out, they ended up, I mean, they call it dropping, but they played him as a sub, so I count that as not dropping him. Um, but uh, they kept Rory Sloan in at his expense. Now, in hindsight, Macca, do you think that was the correct call? Yeah, I thought the, the call with Rochelle was right. I don't think that the, the call of retaining Sloan was right, though. So who would you have brought in? Look, you, you know, you've caught me uh, on, on the, uh, right on the spot. But I, if we go, 
the, the problem is when you've got a midfield that is already fairly slow and then you add on to that a guy that's rising 34 and recovering from a knee injury, you, you're not doing the right thing. You're just not. Um, maybe uh, you, you might be right in the sense that maybe you do retain Richelli, but what I liked about making him sit on the pine and, and uh, be used as a sub, it let him know that, look, mate, you're actually not out there in our first 22, and when you come on, you've got to make an impact if you want to get back into the side. And I think that message got through to him because I thought he, I thought that was the, the best I've seen him perform for many weeks. So I think that, that move, was, I think, did what it should have done. The problem is that we... we uh, Slow. I come back to slow all the time. Well, see, and this is the thing, right? If you don't have a if you don't have a ready replacement for either one of those two, and given that irrespective of our position on the ladder, we are in development mode and you can go to one or two ways with a kid, right? You can do the discipline thing and say, We're gonna drop you and teach you a lesson or you can back him in and go, look, you've had a really rough couple of weeks. You owe us something. We're going to run you through the midfield and you show us what you got. Now, to me, just me, you might be different, but just me, a, a positive message and a challenge to a young kid who has got pace and has shown that he can get centre bounce clearances is far better than putting a one-legged dinosaur in there out of spite. And that's what we did. Macca. Out of spite, we played Rory Sloan ahead of Josh Rochelle, and it shits me off. Tell us, tell us what you're really thinking, Pete. Well, it's true. Um, look, I, I think that, my, you know, you said, who would you put in there? I would have actually rotated uh, Pedler and Saligo uh, through there at times. And it, rather than putting in those in the rotations that Sloan had, I'd be rotating Pedler and uh, Saligo through there. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I still think that Rochelle was not firing on like he's, if he's an eight-cylinder car, he was firing on about no, three no to four. No one's disputing that, Macca. No one's disputing. No, that. but but and, what uh, message are you sending? We're going to drop you in in and retain a nineteen forty-six Holden. No, well, the message is, look, we have to look at it. You can't just look at the whole team there. You're looking, we're talking about Rochelle on his own. You know there's a lot more in that kid than what he was giving. And the, so the message to him was, look, we want you on the side, but we, so we, but you're going to, to sort of sit on the pine and you're going to come that on. and then old school thinking, Macca. Can I finish? No. I haven't even finished. <laughs> Go on. And... The thing is, you have to make it have an impact when you come on, and and you have the ability to do that. Did you tell him that? And I tell you what, so, the guy did come on, and he did what on. they asked. Yeah. He did more in that half than he's done in any game for the last three or four weeks. I don't disagree with you, but you've just you've just made the key point, right? And I I won't labour this, but you've made a key point. You're saying to him, when you come on, you've got to make an impact. So tell yes. me this, why can't you say that to him before the first bounce and pick him in the 22? Well, they would have done that last week, and they would have done it the week before, and the week before they would have said, we want you to make an impact He's a kid, Macca. He's a kid. And we need, we, we've got Crouch and we've got Laird 
in the midfield, two stodgy old buggers, and we drop a fast kid who's known to get centre bounce clearances out of spite and play a dinosaur. I say you go in with a positive message to that kid and go, you've been down, you know you've been down, we need you to step up, give us what you've got. That And that's oh. the difference between you coaching and me coaching. I'm well, not saying either is right, but that's they're the, they're the two different ways you go about it. And I personally, I would have gone the positive route. I, I wouldn't even have flown in the side. That's a, so. Yeah, but know. who do you replace him with then, Macca? As I said, you, you can you've got you've got your three starters for for a start, haven't you? You've got your three I'm, starters. Just a, just a simple question: Dawson, Who do you replace if you're not yeah, going to play Rochelle? Yeah, if you're not going to play Rochelle and you're not going to play Sloan, who do you replace Sloan with? It's very hard to answer when you talk over me, but I'll try. But you're you not doing with... it. Yeah, <laughs> I give up. I'm trying to talk. Every time I say it, you interrupt. Dawson. Come on, don't get salty. Dawson's already in. Led. Already in. And Kraut. They start. Already in. And then and then rotate Soligo. And so and also Peddler. I in fact I like Peddler in the middle and what I would do with Peddler is uh, I've heard this. I've heard this, but you're not answering my question, so I am going to talk over you. If you're going to take Rory Sloan out of the 22, who are you going to bring into the 22? Um, well, if you look in, in, in the twos, um, what's his name? Um, the guy that we got from uh, GWS. Hately. Hately. Why so would you not bring in Hately? speed? We've, we've um, already no. got two inside midfielders, Laird and Crouch. Well, you want to bring well, in Hately. another inside midfielder? Hately would look like a greyhound compared to Sloan. But he's not, so he's not the right person because he's not quick. You need to bring in speed. Some people on the chat are saying Cook. I, I could cop Cook, except the problem that with that is that we had Chase Jones coming out, which we lose a little bit of flexibility because Chase has been playing well on the wing. Cook, when he came in, was playing a little bit half-backish. So we were stymied by the fact that Chase Jones was injured. And that's what I'm saying. The, the last... the last in, and All right, we disagree. That's fine. But in my opinion, the last, the last um, option that they should have looked at was playing Rory Sloan. And unfortunately, well, instead of doing that, they kept a young kid off for two-thirds of the game who could have made an impact by just giving him a chance and actually playing him in the midfield rotation instead of in the graveyard hard forward. That, that's, that's, I guess that's my point. You know, they've been playing him at half forward. He's in and out of the game. He's playing like a bit of a seagull, all the rest of it. So you say, we need pace in the midfield, Josh. You've been down for the last couple of weeks. We need we need your pace and your clearance ability in there. We're going to put you in the rotation. You need to step up. Well, you know, I'm not going to keep the argument going because um, I, I, I like pace wouldn't... during the midfield. And putting Sloan there is, is the last thing. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and you're saying Rochelle solves that. But 
it doesn't necessarily solve his form situation. And I and I I am a firm believer in the fact that you've got to earn your position in the side. And so you no wouldn't drop Riley Tilthorpe in about round four then. Well, he's been dropped several times over in his career so far because they give him chance after season. chance. His form overall hasn't been too bad. It's justified his position. He's not dominant. I know, I agree. He's not dominant. He's had dominant moments, but not not dominant games. All right, yes. we'll throw him out. Are you going to put in Fiend? No, I'm asking. Over... I'm asking you. Like your selection philosophy is that you drop, you you drop the young kids when they're out of form instead of backing them in which is what happened with Harry Schomburg for a season, which is what's happening with Sam Berry for the whole season. And I'm saying to you, I, I don't I don't understand what purpose that serves. Well, look, I'm not going to argue anymore because I have an opinion. You don't agree with me. A lot of men out there don't agree with me. But that's, that I can only express what I think. Now... Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. I'm not, I'm not having an can, argument with you. We're you debating can, you two, two philosophies, right? Yeah, you can build me out there with a hammer, but I'm not going to change my mind because that's how I saw it. Because <sighs> Rochelle wasn't worth a pinch of shit the week before. I, I agree with you. We both said the same thing, but he's a kid, right? J- Jake Saligo has had games where he's had less than five touches, and then the next week he's come up and had 15. Right? They're kids. No. Mac. No, no yes, Saligo. That's got exactly got- true. Jake Saligo has had games where he's had bugger all, done bugger all and stayed in and, and got touches the next week. I know he's been dropped a couple of times. These these are kids, and this is a development phase of the of the team, right? You have got to be able to ride the roller coaster with kids, and you've got to show them trust. And because Matthew Nix does not show trust to the kids, and you and I have agreed on that point during the course of the season, he doesn't trust the kids. That's why Luke Pedler gets one CBA against Brisbane, right? Doesn't trust the kids. So what you end up with is wasting valuable game time and development time on blokes that are not going to be part of our future. I agree with you. There's not an argument about that. Um, well, and, that, I, and, and the, my, I guess my comments about Josh Rochelle feed into that. You got to, you got well, to show faith. You've got to trust and show faith. All I can say is that uh, my philosophy was uh, the same as the clubs with with uh, Rochelle, and uh, I thought that uh, he stuck it back up to the club and said, "I can really play good footy," and and he did. So. At at the cost of the win, potentially. We don't know, Fiend. We don't know. Well, you don't, but we certainly got cut up for pace in the third quarter when the wits were cracking, Macca. But really, we make it about Rochelle. I think it's more about Sloan. Well, no, the, the debate isn't about Sloan because you're saying you want him out, but then you don't know, you're not... You're not coming up with solutions. I guess what I'm saying is that in the absence of Chase Jones and with not much else coming up with any sort of pace in the in the twos, the look, I'm with you. If if Josh Shelley, if if we had a bloke banging down the door in the in the twos to come in, then sure you you drop Josh back to the twos, right, to show him a, teach him a lesson. But the fact that they picked him as a sub shows you that we didn't have a lot of options. Right, didn't have a lot of options, and when you don't have those sorts of options, right, then what you're left with is is to show faith with the people that you've got, 
And the alternative, which is what Nick's did, is that he he chose to be stubborn and sub Rochelle and and in his place play a dinosaur, which cost us because we got absolutely overrun in the midfield when the wits were cracking. Anyway, that, that we've got two different points of view. That's fine. Um, people in, in on YouTube, and if you're listening or watching during the week, I'd be really interested in, in your thoughts and comments, so drop your comment in the uh, comment section of the video on YouTube. Uh, I'd be really interested to see what you think. Um, Macca and I are at odds on this one. Yeah, look, and we're not miles apart. It's just a question of the philosophy of how you treat a player that's not playing well. That's all. Mm. Um. All right, let's have a look at some players. That t- because uh, the the disappointing thing for, for mine, Mac, was the wastefulness. In, in, we, we'll go through the um, the team's um, stats in a minute. But to my, for mine, this is all about execution, right? Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, only a little bit of improvement in execution, particularly goal shooting. We, win the, we comfortably win the game. Yeah. Yeah, and and goal shooting for sure, but there were also key moments in the game where we fumbled or we missed a handball or, you know, what have you, and um, we didn't make the most of our opportunities. And at the end of the day, it was it was about opportunities, uh, and Brisbane took theirs, and we didn't take ours. No doubt about that. The, and uh, that's the, normally the trait. That that's normally the trait of a young team. Well. No, because it was in this case the, the players that missed it um, <laughs> were very, very experienced players. Mate. That was going to be that was going to be my point, Macca. It's normally the trait of a young team, and you could write it off as oh, they're a young, inexperienced team. But as you rightly point out, Macca, apart from one or two, it was generally the older blokes. It was the older blokes, and we spoke about this before. Inet rudely cut us off last night. You know, this this is the old crop of players that have let us down time and time again. You know, if there's any group of players you wouldn't want to trust as a coach, it's that lot, not the young kids. Well, that's, a, you know, you were actually going down that theme before you ran into trouble last night, and you were 100% yeah. right about that. You know, the minute, you know, the sooner we get into uh, a situation where that particular group has um, been replaced by more than adequate players, well, then we'll be in a much better position. Because uh, that group just sort of net doesn't perform in in the very very crucial moment. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, Brody Smith was relatively ineffectual. Um, you know, let him let us down at key moments. Matty Crouch had a good game. Um, you know, he, he's never going to be Christian Petrarca or you know Clayton Oliver or Scott Pendlebury or anyone like that. But as an inside mid, uh, as a cold face mid, uh, he he's certainly in good nick, and he will look good in another Guernsey, um, because there's lots of teams around that will that will value uh, his set of skills, and rightly so. Uh, and I'm happy for Matt that he's been able to come back in and showcase his skills. Um, but we had the balance in the midfield all wrong. Um, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of the senior players, when the when when we really needed them to fire up, and Tex included, 
uh, weren't able to. And I include Darcy Fogarty in that. He had a stinker of a game, Mac. Um, yeah. You know, I, I actually... Part of, part of my multi was Darcy kicking three goals because I thought he was just really starting to hit some really good form. And uh, Darcy's got to learn to be able to perform consistently. He's had a, he had a bit of a lean patch during the middle part of the season then he had a couple of good games. And I really thought he was just starting to work it through. And he went back to that wrestling thing. Admittedly, I don't think we put the ball to, to Darcy's advantage terribly much. I think we dropped it on Harris Andrews' head a, a bit and the other lad that was playing on him. Yeah, but there's an answer for that, Bean, in the sense that last week, uh, he, the game before Brisbane, he played so well because he wasn't wrestling, he was leading. He was getting, yes. in fact, he was leading as high as the wing at, at yeah. times and so, yeah. sometimes over and, and putting himself into the game. And unfortunately, the reason, the reason it was dropped on their head is because he wasn't bloody running. He wasn't leading. Agreed. Agreed. There should be a it team a ho- rule, shouldn't there, game. There should be yeah. a team rule, Mac, that if Fogarty's stationary, you don't kick it to him. I did. I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Because right. um, he, no, he, let, he let himself down and he let us down very – because, I mean, the guy's got talent to burn. And he should, when he showed that the week before um, by – you know, he was leading up. He was everywhere. And, he, and in, well, I'd say it's one of the worst games he's played because he had no no impact on the game whatsoever. I think he kicked... Did he, got, did he get a goal? I think he might no, have got I think one. he did. Missed, no, he missed one, I think. He missed. Yeah, no. Very poor game. Yep. All right, let's run through some uh, team stats, shall we? Um, disposals, 320 to 367. Uh, kicks were even, but we had about 37 more handballs than them. We had seven more inside 50s. Our disposal efficiency was fairly even at 75 to 73. Our efficiency inside 50, which is shots per inside 50, was 55%, but obviously our accuracy was down. Free kicks were even. We spoke a little bit about the umpires yesterday. don't need to go through that. Um, you know, have a look at this hit-outs number, Mac, 56 to 39. Um, and yet we got absolutely torched at times in the, in the middle, particularly in that third quarter. Um, Centre clearances, we lost 15 to 12. Uh, stoppage clearances, we were up by 9, 32 to 23. And I would I would venture, without looking at the play stats just yet, that a lot of those stoppage clearances were, were not from our main midfield players. They were from our peripheral players like Murphy and Pedler and those blokes. I can't answer that because I, uh, I don't, don't know the stats for it. But, um, yeah, it, it, uh, we did do quite well around the clearances in general, but we did not in the third quarter. And, uh, we got, that's where we, those, no, those centre-bounce that, that's a yeah, killer. Yeah, busted, busted us up in, the, in that third quarter. Uh, contestant possessions were even for the game, 130 to 133. Uncontested, we had the ball on the outside. In fact, I like the way that we started, Macca, with a really concerted effort to move the ball around relatively quickly by foot and try to spread Brisbane out. I thought that was a really good tactic. Unfortunately, what, what we need to be able to do is to switch into that mode um, at high-pressure points in the game and it's at those points that we tend to fall back to our old habits of kicking down the line or whatever. And it's you know when the game is when the game is going back and forth and it's turning into a bit of a shootout. You want to be able to take possession for a little while, 
and just make the opposition run around to try and man up. Um, first quarter or first half of the first quarter looked great for that, but we needed to be able to do that when we took possession in the third quarter to try and get the game back on our turns and to rest momentum back. The only player who could have poss- you could possibly say did try to do that was Miller. I thought Miller. Yeah. Uh, he he looked at sort of, he tried to do that every time he got a possession of the ball. I thought he's I don't know what his efficiency was, but it must be very high because I thought he used it very well. Yeah, and see that sort of game style requires a lot of running by your midfielders. It does. And uh, when you've got Led Crouch and Sloan in your midfield rotations, <laughs> you get to you get to the third quarter. No, it's it's a it's a valid point, Matt. You get to the third quarter; those boats haven't got any petrol left. Mm. So you're not getting as many options. You're not getting those diagonals. You're not getting um, those short kicks that you can move the ball quickly to spread them. And and that's what happened as the game wore on. We weren't able to spread. Brisbane anywhere near as much and in fact the opposite was true they were able to spread us uh, and clear out their forward line and get the ball moving laterally and find openings down the corridor and you know as a result Charlie gets three goals yeah and and they did that very well actually um it just looked almost sometimes like almost with no competition whatsoever the way they did that uh, just in that particular quarter and I was wondering where all our bloody players were because they, they always seemed to have one on their own and then we'd always have a player in between and over the top to that one and so on. Um, and that's why the ball got down there so quickly at times. Well, and that's what happens when you when you do those little chippy-chip 20 to 30-metre, 45-degree passes, mate. You, you're spreading them out and players are running to cover space and players are running to cover the fat side and... You're just moving. You're shifting the the zone, you know, from left to right, and event it's just like basketball. Eventually, or soccer, you you find a hole, right? Mm. And what mm. they were doing was moving laterally and then finding gaps in the coming down the corridor, and moving the ball beautifully through the corridor with a couple of quick handballs and a long kick in. Yeah, I mean, we had our moments, uh, you know, particularly in the first quarter where we were doing it, and. Um, and I thought even in the last quarter we, we started trying to do it again. Um, but um, we just had, well, it was an interesting game because we, we third quarter, if you look historically, is not our good quarter. Third quarter is always called our danger quarter. Yeah, but that doesn't excuse it, Macca. It doesn't. No, but it, it's, um, I just don't know why it is, it, Well, why the players don't come out as good as they went in. It if you look well, at our statistically, we, we've got a lot of times that we come out very poor in the third quarter. I don't know why. Well, maybe the theory is this. Maybe Matthew Nix is just not a very good coach because there's not often that we, that we reset. There's one thing that you'll rarely be able to accuse a Crows team of, and that is a lack of effort. And... You know, I think sometimes our effort overcomes our lack of system and our and our lack of uh, quality tactics um, under pressure. And to me, what kept us in the game against Brisbane was effort, um, particularly at, towards the end of the third quarter and coming into the fourth quarter. It was our effort. There was nothing wrong with our effort in the third quarter. It was all about the fact that Brisbane changed their strategy and we we didn't foresee that 
we didn't have a counter to it and you know and our selection hamstrung us because you know when you when you when you think about it we had uh Kane Borlase um Michael Annie, uh who was the other and Worrell down back with Miller and Smith right and they they've got two talks so why do, why did we pick an extra tall yeah, Miller and Hinge. Miller and Hinge. It's supposed to be a player on the Hinge, wing. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. No, we were definitely. We were definitely. And Nankervis uh, as well. So we 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 were very tall down back, and it was quite obvious that that was going to be uh, a wrong matchup, and it to- it turned out that way. Borlase was subbed out. You know, I, I yeah, really but- think that our selection was a bit off. I think. Um, I agree. People talking about Braden Cook coming in. I would have brought in Braden Cook for Borlase, and I think that they didn't want to drop Borlase because he had a good debut. But I think yeah. it would have been a strategic drop that you could have explained to to Borlase quite comfortably and said, "Look, it's just a match up situation this week because we were poorly matched up." Oh, I can't argue that. I just I looked at the back line. And I thought we, we, we're going to be exposed here. I mean, if you look at where their goals came from, um, you know, Cameron got three, McCarthy got two, Zach Bailey got two, McCluggage got two. You know, mm-hmm. the the first tool that kicked goal was Hipwood with one. So their goals came from their smaller players. Yep. I so, agree. you know, and th- that that's a selection, that's a selection error. Well, yeah, I, I didn't like our back line when I saw it. Um I, I, I did fear, you know, the, the uh, couple of guys who, who really did score well. Uh, I, I did fear them because watch them every week, and they, they've got good smalls around. They get, a, they don't get most of their goals out the tools. They get most of their goals no, out, out of smalls or exactly you know, midfield right. types. So, I mean, I don't think we did our research very well, or if we did, we didn't use it very well. But that's inexcusable, Macca. Yeah, well, it's a coaching error. There's no doubt about that. It's certainly, it's a match committee error, I, I would put it down to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple were made, I, I believe. Anyway, let's get back to the stats. Um, contested posies, uh, 50 in front we had on the outside for a lot of the time. Um, marks, 88 to 90. Inside, 50, 10 to 13. Contested marks, 12 to 6. Um, you know, defensively, as I said, the effort was there. 74 tackles to 52. 17 inside 50 to 9 um you know nothing nothing wrong with our uh, with our effort never is um and I, as i said i actually think that um our effort sometimes just belies our our simplistic game plan we seem to start off with a good game plan but we don't seem to be able to adapt quickly or adapt very well there there doesn't seem to be a lot of you know, we place a lot of store on, on, on our seniors and our on-field leadership, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of on-field leadership or direction from the from the sidelines when things change. There doesn't seem to be any recognition of where... Like, Brisbane had momentum for the majority of that third quarter. I didn't see any effort at any stage to change the way that we were dealing with it. Um, you know, we need to be able to react to those momentum shifts Far more, uh, far more quickly, in my view. Well, that's unarguable. I agree with you, and and, that, and I think that is a co- uh, a coaching weakness, in the sense of our 
our ability to react to change situations. We have a game plan that we want to enact and we want to adhere to, but you know, the opposition also, they have people who watch what our game plan is and they, they go, they move players around, they change players around and change their own tactics to negate that. So if, the, if it's negated and, and it's changed and you're in a different situation, then we have to adjust to the, the change situation. So, but I, don't, but I think we're always far too slow to do that. Well, I, I think our game plan is fairly obvious. We're a rebounding team. We're a counter-punching team. We will rarely win. For like, You look at Port Adelaide, the difference between Port Adelaide and Adelaide. Port Adelaide have a very strong midfield. So yes. they, they are a forward-moving team. They, they will win uh, clearances and they will get the ball forward and they will lock it in and they will keep pressure on. And they don't, re- they don't transition as much as what we do. We, we don't tend to be as dynamic uh, around the midfield area. So a lot of our work is off the rebound, off intercept marks, off chains of handball, off changing of direction all that sort of stuff. Let's have a look at our strength and our speed, you know, with um, Miller, etc., coming off half-back, Chase Jones when he's playing, etc., coming off half-back. We're, very, we're quite good off half-back. Um, so we, we, uh, when we're playing well, we shift the ball laterally and we move the ball quickly off half-back. It's a different style, but, it, but it's the only style that we've got. The only other style that we've got is to close it down like we try to do against GWS. And, and try to t- make it an inside game. Yep, you're quite right. Um, in fact, I remember the commentator saying in the game that when we got a, a goal, we went uh, end-to-end, uh, went the whole distance, and they said, you, you rarely see that. Well, we did another one within a couple of minutes. So we did two on the trot. So it's, as you say, we, we actually attack from the back most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, Hinge and, uh, is the other one, sorry, I keep forgetting him. I don't know why, but Hinge and Miller are very dynamic off half-back. Yeah, and uh, we most of our attacks get launched in that manner. Um, yeah. You're quite right about Port Adelaide. They have the luxury of three really, really classy midfielders and, and their game plan totally different. Get it in there and lock it in there until eventually you get a goal, whereas we've, we're open. We're open to uh, counter-attack. Yeah, so um, you know, we we I I still think that 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 lack of flexibility market comes down to uh, our personnel. Oh, of course it does. It has to be. I mean, when, if you compare our midfield to Port, uh, not only is it uh, a, it's a, a absolute contrast in both uh, youth and speed and perhaps ability. And as as mentioned, that that means that we're quite one dimensional, and uh, you know, people go on saying, "Oh, you know, Matty Crouch deserves his spot and all the rest of it." And on form, he does. But if you're talking about balance, then something's got to give. That balance isn't right. The balance has shifted since Matt Crouch has been reconsidered, and it's not about individual form as such. It's about how how do you want your team to play and how versatile do you want your team? And at the moment, with Crouch, Laird and Sloan in there, we don't have any versatility at all. And I think that shows when 
when teams like Brisbane kick it up a gear, we 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 don't have any more gears. We're already going at one hundred and ten percent. You know, no, you're we don't, right. We don't we don't have that. We 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 yap dogs. We we scrap. We fight. We tackle. We close it in. All the rest of it. But when the ball when opposition teams get the ball on the outside, we can't go with them. No, you're quite right. And it's, it's interesting that um, we have lacked a quality midfielder for a very, very long time, actually. And we bring in players from other clubs, we draft, but we don't get, we don't seem to concentrate on what we really need, which is a good, fast midfielder. I mean, that, that's what we really need. We really need one with uh, um, who's a, a good, very good ball getter who gets a lot of the ball and is fast. But we just don't Maca, have that. Macca, we do have them. Well, I'm talking about the um, well, not of the quality that I'm thinking of. What quality are you uh, thinking of? I mean, we don't have a Petrarca or, or an Oliver. No, but that's or, seven seasons in, eight seasons in. We're a young that's team. Fair. Yeah, that's fair comment. I mean, we've we've got the players. We're not playing them. This, I, I, I'm glad I'm slowly bringing you around to my point, even though you're kicking and screaming. I know you'll get there. <laughs> because we do have the players. We've got Luke Pedler. We've got Jake Saligo. We've got Josh Rochelle. We've got Rankin when he's fit. Isaac Rankin hasn't had a CBA since about round three. What the hell, right? It What that means with those four of We've got Harry Schoenberg, right? With those five young lads, we've got the opportunity to to limit their midfield time. We don't. Like, it's not an all or nothing situation. There's nothing wrong with rotating six or seven guys through the midfield. You don't have to have to have to have the same three or four, right? So, we've got all those lads that can that can pinch in. Lukey Pedler and Joshua Shelley, their their ratio of clearances to attendances is amazing for their for their lack of games. Well, you know. I do agree about that. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but uh, I've already stated it. I would have used Pedler a lot. I, you know, yeah. And I can't, I can't see why they don't use Pedler in, in this particular sense where perhaps, um, you know, you start him in the midfield at the clearance situation and after the ball is gone, and then he goes back to his position and, and uh, somebody else goes onto the ball. You know, if he hasn't yeah. got if he hasn't got the engine to run, but but use him in the middle at those CBAs because he does very well. He's got a very good ratio when he's in there. You you exactly, and you can you can be creative with that. You know, you can rotate them triangularly through the forward line. You can have like Pedler's a capable forward. Harry can kick a goal. Joshua Shelley obviously can kick a goal. Isaac Rankin can kick a goal when he's playing. You know, Jake Saligo's no slouch up forward. You can rotate those guys through the half forward and through the wing and on the bench. Give them five-minute bursts, ten-minute bursts, you know, through the midfield. Make us difficult to match up on. Make it, make us confusing to play on. At the moment, you when you play Adelaide's midfield, you know what you're going to get and you know what sort of game style it's going to be. And we've got three blokes in there, and I'll include Laird with this, Laird, Crouch and Sloan, that they, they're not difficult to play against Macca. No, actually, their job basically, because Dawson is the quality player, is that um, if they do get the ball, is to try and feed Dawson um, if they don't have an opportunity. But 
Dawson is an elite mid, and somebody just put that in the chat, and I agree with that. He's, he, <laughs> we didn't get him as a mid, but he, he, he can play. He, he's a quality mid. But you're right, we need those fast breakaway, and we've got the young lads, I agree with you. Um, whether they'll get to the level that I would like to see where you've got one that's absolutely dominant, I don't know. But, you, but you're quite right, you won't know unless you play them. I mean, what do you want, Mecca, honestly? Where do you think Petrarca started out? Where do you think Oliver started out? Where do you think... John Newcomb was a mid, mid-season bloody pluck from the VFL, for God's sakes. You've got to give these kids opportunity and you've got to be able to... You, they've, you've got to trust them. You've got to trust them and you've got to let the cards fall as they may. We are not in contention this year. We didn't start the year being in contention. And it really, really pisses me off that ever since we got a sniff of finals, our philosophy, our selection philosophy has changed. And it, it has cost these lads games. And that's my gripe in our earlier discussion about Rochelle and, and Sloan. I guess that's my gripe. Sometimes you've got to wear it a bit. Like we've been wearing it with Riley Thilthorpe most of the season, right? We, sometimes you've got to wear it with these young kids. You've got to let them learn. And the only they don't learn in the SANFL. The SANFL is a completely different game. And they don't get any benefit out of playing a quarter and a half off the bench. Right? You've got to let them learn. I'm not arguing with you at all about that. Um, and I, I would like to see um, these boys come in there and uh, rotate through there. They don't have to be at every CBA, but, you know... Like, uh, if in the one quarter you might be using a combination of um, well, Pedler, it could be Rochelle, it could be whoever, uh, and Rankin, just rotating as the third uh, midfielder. So you so you don't have uh, th- you know three slowish blokes. So you've got so you've got some speed. I mean, you look at Harry's development since he's been back on the side. He started off, you know, a bit wobbly, um, just. Uh, just there and thereabouts and every week he's just grown a little bit, grown a little bit, grown a little bit and every game that he's played you'd probably say that's his best game for the season. There's been definite improvement and I thought his game against Brisbane was exceptionally good. He, he got 21 disposals. He hasn't been up over 20 disposals for a while, Harry, at AFL level. 21 touches, 11 and 10. Um, you know, uh, contested possessions... Uh, good speed, good delivery into the forward line. That just shows you the benefit of playing them there. Just play them there. Yeah, I did like his game. He, it was I, it was the most I've seen Harry really look like he wanted to be in there and he wanted to get the ball and he he wanted it to come to him all the time. I, I like that. He, he, he didn't act like he was just like a subservient player there. He acted as if he was, you know, a quality part of that midfield. I did like the way he broke away from there several times, demanding the ball. And, and that doesn't just happen, Mac. That that happens after a kid feels comfortable and the, and a kid feels that he belongs and a kid feels like he's got a bit of licence to play his game. And I feel like, you know, look, look at the way we have impacted Chase, Chase Jones's career early on where he had so much going through his head and we just didn't let him play his game, you know. Sam Berry, I think, is suffering from that. Harry Schomburg suffered from that in the first half of the season. You know, 
we at the Adelaide Crows are guilty of doing this as, in their development of young lads quite often in my opinion they fill their heads with shit rather than just saying we drafted you for a reason go out and show you show you what you're worth oh yeah, yeah we, we did that made that uh, great mistake with pick six didn't we 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 uh, draft a young lad and put him straight into the uh, uh, the A's in the back lines and he wasn't up to it and and it, it just knocked all the stuffing out of me. In the end, he doesn't want to play footy. Oh, I think, yeah. I don't know whether... I think that might be what a th- kettle of fish. What do you think? Oh, I, I don't, I, there's no point talking about Macassie. That's ancient news. What I'm talking about is how we develop our young kids. Right? And how yeah, but- we develop our young kids, in my in my view, we confuse them. We confuse them by playing them out of position. Jordan Gallucci was another one. We pick a kid as a fast mid who straight lines the oh. ball and hits the hits the ball hard, and we play him on half forward. Gallucci was a very 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 sad story, but a waste of a player. Yeah, and I know. I, look, let's not get into a debate about Geordie, but um, you know, I, it's just indicative of how we do things, right? Yeah, you know, even Tex Walker when he comes on the scene, we play him in the twos. <laughs> Jesus, we probably cost him 30 games because we played him in the twos or played him at Nord all the time. Just let the kid play. You know, Darcy Fogarty the same. Just let the kid play. You know, we, our, our coaching staff, I don't know whether it's because our, our club is too sensitive to the supporter base and too sensitive to the emotional stuff like, you know, Rory and, and Tex, um, you know, re- retiring at the same time and all that sort of rubbish. Um I don't know whether it's that or whether it's just poor judgment by our list management and coaching staff, but one thing we do not have a... Name me the last person that trusted kids in big games, Macca. The last coach that we had. Um, I'm struggling. Well, who we who, who played in the 97-98 uh, grand finals? Kids like James Tyson, Chad Ridden, oh, like, no, Troy Malcolm Bond, Kane, Kane Johnson, you know, yeah. Andrew McLeod, you know, these young kids that, that were trusted. He trusted them. He pumped them up and trusted them. You know, he Goody did. was another one. You know, we, we people forget that we had a pretty young side around the... Yes, we had some champions, but we also had a very young side, you know, and we we haven't had a coach willing to trust the um, the new generation coming through as much as Malcolm. Malcolm had like there was no place for seniority in Malcolm's teams. You know we all know the story about McDermott and Jarman and McGuinness. See you later, boys. You know now yeah. that's exactly what needs to happen right now. And right pathetic now, Pittman. pathetic Pittman. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about blokes that he cut. No, but, but, but you know, he fired him up, though, in the sense that... Yeah, um, but what, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is that he trusted the kids, Macca. He yes. trusted the kids. You know, he gave them roles. Kane Johnson's role in, in that final series was fantastic. He was a kid. Yeah. Was it his second season one. or third season or something? So a good play. We've, we've got to... We we haven't done that in this in the back half of this year. It's been so disappointing to watch because 
we haven't done it and it's going to be to our detriment it's probably set our development back 12 months in my opinion because next year you're going to have techs a year older and probably not as effective and we've got a midfield that will you know still have lead and maybe crouch who knows in there for another season and uh it's just going to be a waste we, we've wasted 15 games well, I will agree with you that as the season's gone on and the chance of making finals increases, uh, the selections have got to become more and more conservative and um, more, less young ones and more older ones. That, uh, although injuries have... He's, it's interesting, though. Injuries have forced him to play some young players. Exactly. And, 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 they, and they, they forced him. They wouldn't have been there otherwise. Um, but uh, they've done very, very well. So, I mean, name me one kid that's come in on the back of an injury, Mac, that hasn't performed. I can't think of one this season. No, they've done very, very well. Uh, I mean, Worrell, would Worrell have got his game without a chance without Dude uh, getting injured? Um, and yet, Worrell, uh, I think, yeah. He's developed Yeah, He'd Worrell would have come in it, for Murray. For Murray, yeah. But he wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have got the number of games he has got, and I reckon he's developing into yeah. an outstanding player. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. And if neither of those, if Dude and Murray hadn't got injured, he wouldn't have got a game. Yeah, and you take young Nan Curvis, he wouldn't have got a game either without injury. And I, no. I do like that lad. I think he's got a lot of. He's going to. He'll be a regular on our side for a long time. But he, I think he's a player that can play in a, a large number of positions, a variety of positions. I agree with that. It looks like he's fairly versatile. So, you know, I mean that that I mean that just. Um, underpins my point Mac you're absolutely right you know some of the selections were forced you know we've only played Braden Cook on the back of an injury um, and and he didn't play badly when he came in you know we're still playing blokes like Lockie Murphy and you know we talk when Lockie has a good game you know we talk about his effort and his fearlessness and all that sort of stuff name me another team that Lockie Murphy would be first 22 in apart from West Coast um, yeah, look, there were, if there are, there wouldn't be too many, put it that way. That's right. Like, That's North right. So why, are, so why are we playing him? We just gave, we just gave Lockie Murphy two years. Yeah, I, I was amazed at that. And no disrespect amazed. to Lockie Murphy, because Lockie Murphy puts in a 1,000% every week. He goes where angels, angels fear to tread. He's not bad around stoppage and all the rest of it. But he would not get a game in another bloody team of any note. No. Certainly not in a team that's on the rise. He wouldn't get a game at Gold Coast or Sydney or um, Hawthorne or one of those. He just wouldn't get a game. And yet he's, and yet he's, fir- he's, he's first 22 ever every week, Mac. Yeah, I know. You know, Brody, know. Brody Smith. Brody Smith is another one. Brody Smith has not been effective for ninety nine percent of the season. He's had good moments, good moments, but his disposal lets him down. He often turns the ball over. Defensively, he can be a liability. He wouldn't get like. Is there another? Is there a top eight team that would would play Brody Smith in their best twenty two at the moment? Um, marginal, marginal. He, I don't yeah, think look so. at, well, it's mar- he'd be marginal, put it that way. 
Yeah, marginal. All right, so we're a team on the up with 10,000 halfback flanks. How, why are we playing him, right? It, it doesn't oh. make any sense. Well, I, I know what the coach would say. The coach would say we do need some senior players out there to, uh, you know, as show some leadership to the young lads. I'm not saying you're wrong, Fee. I'm just saying yeah. that's what the coach would yeah. say. I, and, and that's true. And my counter to that, if I was having a one-on-one with Nixie, is to say that nine times out of ten this season, it's been the senior players that have let us down in big key moments. Yeah. Well, not just against Brisbane. Not just against Brisbane. The interesting thing about Smith is that um, the one thing I don't like about Smith and his game is that his usage of the ball is horrible at most, mostly, that, that big, long dump kick. You know, they say Smith gained 665 metres, but because he dumps the ball to nobody most of the time, yeah. it would be an interesting stat to know how many metres went back the other way after the ball landed. 100%. It'd be a great, it'd be a great stat to know what how many meters came from his kick. So, you know, he gained sixty meters from his kick. What was the next meterage? Was it positive yeah, it or be, negative? You know, it would be interesting because yeah. because effective disposal includes kicking to a contest, right? And that's all he ever does. So, you know, there's we've got Leg Crouch, we've got um, uh, Sloan Smith. There's four players I can name off the top of my head that, and Lockie Murphy is five, that probably wouldn't get a gig anywhere else. Maybe Led probably would, Crouch probably would. The other three wouldn't. Mm. So I guess my problem is that we're not only playing the Macca, but we're also playing them predominantly in key positions, important roles, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. And so, to me, that's this season has, as well as we've gone results-wise, and let's not forget that our season was set up by the kids because it was predominantly the kids running through the middle in the first third of the season, right? Yep. Yep. So, we've basically wasted 15 games. Oh, you know, the one thing, as I said, though, the injuries have helped in the sense that uh, we have unearthed players. I forgot to mention Keane before as well. I, I I like him much better at fullback than um, Butts. I, I think he does a better job. Yeah, so that's just another example, right? So, and you can't you can only play twenty two plus one. I get that, but my problem is that we we are playing senior players in important roles at the expense of younger dynamic players. Uh, yeah, I do agree that we, we. I think we've missed out in a lot of places. We could have actually. Uh, develop our players faster than, than we have. I do, I do agree with that. Yeah. All right. So we've probably smashed that point a bit. There's, I mean, uh, I was ha- Shane McAdams an interesting one. Macker, he kicks 4-1 again this week. Um, you know, he's in and out of the game. He only had 10 disposals, uh, 7 kicks, but kicks 4-1. Can't do much more than that as a forward. You take your opportunities when you get them. Um you know, he's still unsigned, which says to me that they're looking to use... He's either looking to go back home or they're looking to use him as a trade, uh, which I'm not opposed to. Um, I think we touched briefly on the fact that would you use McAdam uh, in a trade with Brennan Cox, for example? Um, yes, I would, yeah. I think we both agree that you would, 
But gee whiz, he said, like, if you want a point of difference in your forward line, and, you know, we've got Isaac Rankin, I understand that. But in terms of our marking forwards, and given that Darcy is sort of flatlining and Riley's taking a while and Tex is coming towards the end, and given that Shane has had a terrible season in terms of luck, it'd be bittersweet, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, look, he's, I think he's 29 years of age. Um, he's probably got, what, another three years in him? So oh, I, I don't know whether... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I'll say this, he, he always is a value for touches player. He doesn't get a heap of them, but he is a value for touches player. And um, as you said, like, he kicked four goals and, um, yeah, we've got, we got other people who could have kicked goals and can't. One thing about him, he can kick goals. I, I'd be happy to keep him, but if he was part of a trade that got us something that we really needed, well, yeah, fair enough. But put this way, I'm happy either way. Yeah. I'm just a bit concerned uh, with Tex, us being so reliant on Tex for our goal kicking. And I think Tex is obviously a big part of the reason why we've had such a potent forward line this year because he attracts the best defender still um, and it allows our our smaller players to capitalise. So... I do, we've got Lockie Gallant coming through the twos, different style of player, Lockie Gallant. Mm. Um, shows a bit. I like the way he attacks the ball in the air, Lockie Gallant, but he doesn't hold too many of them at the moment. Um, I don't know. I just, I've been thinking about it more since last week, and I, I'm just not 100% sure whether the trade-off is worth it. I mean, Brennan Cox obviously gives us a very good defender, but our defence hasn't been terribly much of a problem. We've shown that we've got depth. We've got our two key de- defenders out injured, and yet mm. we've not been blown off the park since. No tall has got off the chain against us since. So, I, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's worth it, Macca. I, I, I'm on the fence, like you, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely on the fence. I mean, I'm happy to keep him, um, but if he, if you know, if trading him get. I, one thing I don't want to see him just not contract. That'd be, that would be absolutely stupid. Oh no, uh, no, no, no! He's too good not to be on a list. He'll be on a list yeah. somewhere. But it, it just—I yeah. think if he wanted to stay, if he wanted to stay in Adelaide, I think he'd be signed by now. Um, because you can't you can't trade a player against his will. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's, it's well, it makes, odd, it makes you wonder. In the chat. It does make you wonder. Because as you say, we signed Murphy for two, and we haven't signed McAdam. Doesn't make sense, right? Well, I hundred percent agree with that. That, that, that. That's sort of very much back to front, isn't it? Um, yeah. An interesting one, um, young Borlas. Um, he had a very, very excellent uh, debut. Excellent debut, and an equally rotten second game. So. Do you think he's going to make it long-term, thing? Well, I would say on the weekend he got done by match-ups. As, as I mentioned before, I think he got done by match-ups. So who was he matched up on? There, was, there wasn't a, a the, the right match-up wasn't there. It had to be a small, yeah. We're, we he already was. know he's a bit, he's a bit uh, lacking in lateral movement. He's not terribly agile. Um, but we all also know that one-on-one against a, a player 
um, um, uh, of a similar size, mm. he, he's very handy. Now, will he make it with us? I mean, I think in our squad with with our defenders, he's always going to be a backup. Whether he would be, I, I yeah, I mean, I look, I don't think there's a hundred game AFL player there. That's what I think. No, it's that lack of pace. Um, but uh, I actually but think it's say, lack of size. I actually think it's lack of size. I, I, if he was if he was three or four inches taller, he'd be a very good key position player. Yeah. Um, but he needs to be on a third tall at his size, and yeah, at that, yeah, at that at that size, he's not he's not quick enough. Yeah, cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, and I think was he maybe on Gunston? Um, I can't remember who was matched up on because I, I can't remember who Worrell was matched up on. I, I honestly can't remember, and somebody out there may be aware of who he was on, but um, I usually just saw him chasing arse at the, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Rabbit saying Borlase was on Danaher. Danaher. But that, that actually might be right. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that, that might be right. Then her was but, just anywhere. Anyway, look, um, I think the upshot of it is, Mac, I, and you and I, pardon me, as much as we disagree on certain players, I think generally speaking we're on the same page, that it's been a bit well, of a wasted second half of the season. Well, it's obviously, you know, that uh, the coach has got the, the scent of the being in the finals in his nostrils and he's they picked his side accordingly. And the only way you got derailed off it was through injuries, which gave some young lads a go. They wouldn't have got to go otherwise. Um, mm. uh, so in a way, um, it may cost us an opportunity to play uh, in the eight, those injuries. But I think that it's, in a way it's been a good thing that it happened because it has exposed uh, players who wouldn't have otherwise got games. Um, you know, Keane, for example, Nankervis, for example, they wouldn't have got games. And uh, and, I, and I think both of those two players can be very, very good players for us for a lot of years. Yeah, 100% true. Uh, my my biggest concern is the development through the midfield, which has stagnated, obviously, as we've discussed at Infinitum tonight. Horrible. No, that is horrible. I mean, that you know, we've been talking about the midfield, though, theme. We've been talking about it for three years, four years. Yeah, Mordot's there asking if I've got access to get one of the coaches on. Um, mate, I've asked continually to get coaches on. I've never been given one. The closest I've ever got is Hamish as a recruiter. Uh, but we will try again uh, post-season to get one of the coaches on. Um, they're generally pretty good, the club, but uh, we're a bit low down in the ranks when it comes to uh, media appointments. So we tend to get the kids and the, and the peripherals. So, But I will have a crack and see if we can get at least one of the assistants would be great, I think. Yep, happy to talk to anyone. All right, mate. So we got uh, we got two to go, and Sydney obviously is the big one. Um, and uh, as we finish up the cast tonight, mate, I'm again a little bit concerned about whether we've got cover for one or two of their dynamic forwards. Yeah, well, you know, they've got uh, Wilden, you know. Who, 
they play Gwilden on a, on a wing, but he also rotates through the centre as well. He, he, and he's an outstanding player. They actually tagged the living daylights out of him uh, last, last week and kept him down about five possessions in the first half. So they put him out on the wing and he, and he started to dominate again. He's a, he's a very, very good player. But, you know, the, some of their, their old-timers, they go pretty well as well. You know, um, they... I just think they're always a hard team to play against, Sydney. Just a hard team to play against because uh, they're a team that generally give you one hundred percent. Yeah, they they continue to come at you, don't they? They do. I mean, there's other teams. You know, you, you think, yeah, look, we'll get on top of them and we'll be okay. But with Sydney, you never feel you've got that comfort. You know, that they're always going to have a crack at you because you know, that, that's the way their coach is and that, that's the way they they play. Pepley up forward, mate. Um, they'll probably play Max on him to start off with. I have uh, similar concerns about that that I did with Max on Cameron. Um, would you chuck Ben Keys down back as a small defender? Well, it could be worth a try. It could be worth a try. I mean... Um... The only problem I might have with Keane is that he's a little bit, uh, not Keane, not, not uh, Keith, um, and he's a little bit C-ball, go-ball. You know, yeah, 100% it, agree with you. Yeah, and I, I just don't think he's a defender in the sense that he'll be going for the ball every time and not pe- and not perhaps watching what his player's doing because that's the way he plays. He's just C-ball, go-ball. Uh, yep. Papley and Papley is a very very class individual. Um, oh, and he's strong too. He's a he's a bit like Jamie Elliott, Elliott for, uh, yeah, for Collingwood. Yeah. He's dynamic and he's strong. He's hard to knock off the ball. You know, yeah. good comparison. Yep, um, he's a very good player. I don't know, I don't know whether we've necessarily got. I, maybe maybe Keane is the one. I know it's a bit of a size mismatch, but Keane no, isn't I'd... slow and he's also quite strong. Could defend no, him aerially. Um, whether he can keep up with him at ground level, I'm not quite so sure. Pretty sure it's going to be Michelone who will get, get him, but uh, how he goes on him will depend the way the ball, the ball is brought in. I mean, if, if it's brought in in the air, well, he's got a bit of a chance, Michelone, to, to spoil, etc. Uh, but but Papley is a bloke that does run. He you know he covers for a forward. He covers a lot of ground. He's prepared to run here, mm. there, and everywhere to get the ball. So. Mm. Um, He's a danger. Uh, Park, Luke Parker's in top form as well in, in the middle. Very um, good form. Yeah. And so I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. I think they've well, they won five of their last six, something like that. Something like that, yeah. They're on a roll. Um, look, and we're in good nick too. Let, let's, not, let's not, you know, we've been a little bit negative tonight in terms of various things. But uh, as mentioned, we never die wondering. Well, we rarely die wondering. And when we get on a roll, we're a very attractive football side to watch. Um, the the I guess the thing is, will we be able to play that? Will Sydney allow us to play that style of game? And if they if they are succeeding in not allowing us to play that style of game, have we got other options to try and overcome them? Well, our only. Uh other form of option is to turn into a bit of a slog because um, 
Sydney don't mind that style of footy either. So it's quite possible they could turn it into that to try and stop our, our, our style of game. Mm. I mean, they probably they'd, both teams would start off with their style of game, um, which are, are reasonably similar in some ways. But, um, but you know, if one's starting to get on top, uh, I, I would think the other, the other coach would sensibly try and turn it into a grind rather than let, it, let them run open. Yeah. And last question, and I think we started to talk about this last night and whatever. Sloan. For me, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. The guy is 33 years of age. He's 34 before the season starts. He's getting slower and slower and slower. And in fairness to him, you look at him historically, he's been a great player for the club. He's been a great leader for the club. He's, he's been the heart and the soul of the team. But, you know, um, just like people age and, uh, it, you know, it's, you just can't stay at that level forever. And time has got him and also injury has got him. And he, in my opinion, he's not good enough to be in the side, let alone uh, go on for another year with a, with a contract. He's not, really not this year not, not quite good enough to be in it. So, so I'm talking about this week. So this week's going to be very critical because of the fact that um, we're going to find out, I reckon, either tomorrow or Wednesday what the situation is with Sloan. I reckon... Because if he was going to retire, this is the game that you, you would announce it before Correct. so that he could get the appropriate applause and et cetera, et cetera. Um, if they don't say anything about a, a contract uh, this week... He's going to get a contract. There's no doubt Correct. about that. So, um, and if he's going to get a contract, he'll be playing this week. Correct. Because I, I also think it's his 250th game, isn't it? Uh, I don't know about that. Could be no, wasn't it? Two fiftieth the other day, the other week against oh. uh, against GWS. Oh yeah, I think it was too. So at least we've got that out of the way. So we can't use that as another reason. Um, look. <laughs> I wouldn't be picking him. No, I wouldn't. I'd be going through. I'd find another way to so that he didn't. Um, and I think if you was picking the side, you wouldn't be picking him either. Um, so what you're saying is uh, Sloan out, Rochelle into yeah. the middle, and Rankin back in. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. Very happy with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I'm very happy with that. Oh dear, I don't think they'll drop him, Mac. They should. I mean, I mean, seriously. They might drop him back to the sub. They might take him back to the sub. They might swap Rochelle and Sloane. That'll be about it, I think. I think that's, that's. I think that's probably what they will do. And look, that's fair enough. But I'm worried about the contract side of it because, um, seriously, we're going to go backwards if he. Is, if he gets a contract for another year, we're going to go backwards. Well, Vardy's saying in the chat that on AFL 360, Nix was on and, and was quite positive about him playing next season. So there you go. You don't yeah. say that if you're about to tell the bloke to retire. Yeah. Look, to me, it's just so wrong. It's just so wrong because of the fact that um, we, if you look what we have got, not in the 22, but outside the 22, 
because you've got to, we've got a list of 44 players here, so or 43 because one went. Um, that, that means that you know there's 21 players that aren't playing with that. Okay, throw in about three or maybe four or five for injuries. There's still another bloody 15 players that you know could uh, want they want to get into the side, and yeah, we're playing a bloke that's you know playing on one leg. No, just not on. Yeah, it. I actually find it. I don't want to prolong this podcast much longer because we've already been going for an hour and a half on top of the 20 minutes that we tried to sneak in last night. But that actually, if if that holds up, if if Sloan signs for another year, I, it might sound a bit um, over the top, but I'm devastated by that. I, I, I really am. I am devastated by that for for many reasons. One... As I mentioned last night, I'd love to see Rory go out on a good note, and I can't see it anywhere next season. But to again, if he's there, they will bloody pick him, right? They will pick him, and yep. it just it it blows my mind. It blows my mind. We're, we're tight for lift, lift spots. We've got young kids coming through. And the other thing that that really devastates me about that is that I've always pictured Sloney as a club man, right? Yep. And you know, heart and soul for the club, bleed for the club, all the rest of it. And to me, this is the if if Sloan decides to play on for another season, it's the most anti-club decision from a player you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Well, you know what I think. I know what you think, and look, I guess it's very hard when you're the individual. You, uh, if you're slow, you're, 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 you're on good money. Option. No, um, I'm just saying, but if uh, if you are slow, you're on very good money, everybody loves you, etc. and then are you going to voluntarily go into oblivion? He's already said he won't. Or are you going to try and get another contract where you squeeze out another few hundred thousand and uh, um, whether you wear heavy you're playing? Uh, I think it's one of those things that if he does go on, I think it's selfish. But then again, I suppose every individual's got a right to look after themselves and, uh, you know. I disagree. I disagree with that, Macca. He's He's not wanting for money, Right. He's not wanting for money, and what's he, what's he think he's going to... Is he going to try and squeeze out another year thinking that he's going to be part of a grand final or part of a premiership? He'll be part of the reason we might, we don't make a grand final next season, right? I agree it's, with that. It's, it's the most anti-club. Uh, if I was a young lad playing in that, in that, in that club, it, my respect for him would have diminished because he's costing someone a spot. Look, I see it that way, and you see it that way. Whether he sees it that way, well, I don't know. But the thing is that it, what we, I think the way we see, we're seeing it is correct, uh, because I mean, he just can't perform at the level that's required, and I think it's a very, very weak of Nick's and uh, the rest of the, of the uh, list committee if they are going to sign, re-sign him for another year. I just... It, it, there are people out there who think it's very romantic to sign him for another year. He's been so good for us, and blah, 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 blah. Yes, he has been, but it's what we're not signing for the past. We're signing for the future, 
and what he's going to deliver next year isn't going to be what he delivered three or four years ago. And the the biggest thing that, that saddens me about it all is that someone's made the decision that he can play on. You know, that's a list management decision to offer him another con- contract. And for all the, for all the rhetoric about rebuilding and, and, you know, a new generation of kids coming through and all the rest of it, for all that rhetoric, what this shows to me is that the commercial reality of Rory Sloan getting another season and satisfying all the happy clappers on Facebook and in the bloody members is more important to our football club than winning a premiership, and that pisses me off. It really does. Well, you know, as I say in the chat there, somebody mentions that, you know, you've got Berry, you've got Dowling, you've got Taylor, they're guys that want to have a crack at having a game, and you've got a list clogger. A list clogger, you know. Well, and Bobby Brady, sorry to cut you off, but just while I see Bobby's comment, it's very pertinent. He says Brady Smith was on Five Double A and said that Rory Sloan has earned the right to make the call, and that is what's wrong with this club, because the individuals are always bigger than the team at the Adelaide Football Club. No player earns any right to do anything at a football club. Never, ever, ever. The team is always bigger than the individual, and for Brody Smith to come out and say that just shows me what the attitude of the club and the senior players are, and it really pisses me off. Yeah. There's one thing I admire about Port Adelaide, and we don't have it. They are ruthless. They'll, they will trade players. but They will trade players that perhaps the supporters love, but, um, you know, and that are playing good football, and they'll trade them because they want to get draft picks to get, uh, and they did, they achieved it. They got... Um, Horn Francis when uh, they really didn't have, they started off with without the capital to get him, but they're prepared to move players on to do it. And and those you know, those players that leave and they go to other clubs, I would bet money that they've been told by the club that um, we, there's not, there's every chance that we won't be picking you next year and, you, and you'd be best to play very well and get yourself another club. And they've when you look at that, they've moved out three or four, maybe five good players in the last three or four years that would be playing in other clubs. We don't do it. We just won't do it. Well, we just hang on, when we we hang the, on until, until they die. When we had the best midfield in the comp, Tyson, Edwards, Simon Goodwood, Mark Ricciuto, Andrew McLeod, none of them retired on their own terms. No, that's true. No, that is true. None of them. And none of this crop of players, even Rory Sloan, has got the right to sniff any of those players' bootstraps, in my opinion, in terms of quality. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, he, and we owe him nothing. We owe him nothing. He's been treated very well by the club. He's been paid very well by the club. He's been lauded by the club. He's been loved by the club. But there comes a time for everybody to say goodbye, and it should be this year. I would love people on YouTube to drop your comments in as to what you think about the Roy Sloan re-signing. Um, we seem to have a fair consensus here, you, me, Macca, and most of the uh, most of the Discord chat. Uh, so if you're watching us on YouTube during the week and you have something to say on that, I'd love to hear your comments, mate. Put your uh, put your uh, rather um, aged agates on the line. <laughs> 
But I had to tidy that up. I had to go through a mental Rolodex of about 20 different things I was going to say. Then. <laughs> They're not worth much these days, mate. So it's a small bet. <laughs> put, put your wrinkly old nuts on the line. Are we getting up against Sydney? I'm saying yes, we will. Yeah, yeah I think we will too. I think I we think will we too. Will. I think it'll be a we tough have, game. We have to. We have to, and I think we will. I think that's. I think the players will play like it is a final, and uh, I think we will get up. Yep, I'm with you, mate. I think we'll get up in a squeaker, and uh, then it'll be all down to next week and watch us fall over against West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. We'll beat them too. No, well, I, uh, I, I, do, I, I do think me. we. <laughs> Macca works the tour at the brothel. Yeah, Look, let's honestly, not go down that I can honestly say I've never been in one. Never. Never had to. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. Just a bit uh, of unwarranted information there. Yeah. But anyhow. Well, they all come and visit you, do they? Uh, no comment. And so. Uh, <laughs> No, so, oh dear! Come on, being, we're being serious. Come on, no, being serious. We, we got to win our last two games, Ben. And it, whether we make the eight is going to depend on those couple of games that we're talking about. So, look, I'm very confident we will win. Yeah. All right, mate. Me too. Um, look, thanks to everyone for joining us on a Monday night. Sorry for all the messing around. I really have no explanation for what happened last night because uh, after I got my stuff sorted I sat down and watched 360 on KO and the internet didn't drop out once so I have no idea what happened (laughs) Well, I don't have any idea what happened and and thankfully it hasn't happened again Uh, so thanks to everyone on YouTube we've had a really good crowd tonight and there's 60 odd on YouTube watching us live and we've had uh, 20 odd in Discord most of the night watching us as well fantastic uh, support as usual we really appreciate it have a good week, Macca. Have a good week, everyone. And uh, we will see you on... Oh, by the way, if you are watching us on uh, YouTube or if you're listening on, on iTunes or something, um, you know, get around us on Discord. The links are all on our socials. The game day chat is pretty good and the chat during the week is pretty good as well. So uh, we will see those on uh, Discord on Saturday night when we take on the Swannies. Until then, Mac, take it easy. Okay. Take care of Mrs. Mack. I will. I will. She's worth what she's worth uh, looking after. She looks yeah, after me, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, very good. And uh, everyone stay safe, and we'll see you next Sunday night for another wrap. Until then, good night, everyone. Yeah, good night, all.